0: life insurance can certainly be something that is just focused on if i pass away what happens it also can be another financial product because the um and a tool for wealth transfer actually because the death benefit often isn't taxable so it's a way of often um making sure that the resources or the means that you would like to be able to give to the next generation they receive even if you don't have an untimely death (music)
1: You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is a space that you come to each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. And if you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's all about the condition of well-being. And one of the ways that you are well is to make sure that you are fully up to speed on all things life insurance. Because the worst thing that you could do is not be prepared when you really need it. I love something my former uh, mentor used to say, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And I want you to be on the winning side of that. So today I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to jump into. But before we do, let's get into the affirmation of the week.
0: You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day.
1: You got to affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance you gotta affirm yourself to wealth. this week's affirmation is i control my money identity the stories i tell myself about my finances create the realities i experience these stories are shaped by my beliefs my beliefs create my thoughts and my thoughts determine my actions and therefore habits If I don't like any part of my financial life today, at any point, I can choose the money identity that will help me live the life I desire. And as I evolve, I continuously have the right to reexamine and redefine what I want for myself in that moment. I understand that my identity can shift with just a decision. Declare with me today. I control my money identity. Today's guest is Marty Evans. Marty is passionate about financial empowerment and democratizing financial literacy. He's a member of the enterprise account management team at Ethos, helping life insurance agents to protect more families with easy to use products. Without further ado, here is Marty Evans. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Marty.
0: How's it going? Happy to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you. I'm really excited to jump into this conversation because I realize that we love to talk about the pretty parts of wealth, like, right? We all have the sexier topics that we need to talk about. But personally, Marty, um, as I've shared with you kind of off camera and off the mic, I've been through a lot of pivots and transitions in these last couple years. And so I've been looking at, all parts of the practical skill set, financial things for my own life. And what I love to do on the podcast is just also bring those conversations to the community. And so one thing that I've been looking at is life insurance, because you realize when you go through a transition, like a divorce or adding a child or just all of the different pivots that happen in life, a lot of times we don't stop to reassess what we have, if it's enough, if, if, if we maybe over cover any of those things. And so I wanted to do a deep dive. So I couldn't think of anyone better about kind of everything that you should know about life insurance. So right. again, I'm super excited to have you. Why should we listen to you? <laughs> just tell us first.
0: Yeah, sure thing. Uh, well, just to set the stage, I have been with a phenomenal company named ethos for a few years Um, And Ethos is revolutionizing uh, life insurance because many people don't have it because it's so seemingly inaccessible. It's hard to understand. It's hard to get. And so both joining the company and working specifically in this capacity where I get the pleasure to um, just help demystify the industry and to share more about how we're making it better puts me in a position where I've spent a lot more time thinking about life insurance than maybe the average person has. Uh, But with that being said, I know a lot of the common hangups that the Mm -hmm. average person encounters. And I just want to take this time today to help uh, leave this session with a lot more comfort and approachability to the topic.
1: I love that. And I don't want to make any assumptions about what people know or what they don't know. Um, Just because we hear a term thrown around, a lot of us have, like you said, these myths maybe associated with it or these ideas based on someone else's experience or story or a horror story even. So I just want to take it back to the basics. What is life insurance?
0: Great question. Um, For most people, life insurance is just one of the things that they see on their list of benefits when they start working at a company. Uh, For me, just... Keeping it 100? Can I keep it 100? Can I? Yes, just,
1: please. Can I, tell you what? Okay.
0: <laughs> I thought life insurance was something that's for if you're really, really rich. It's like estate planning. It's like, yeah, if you're really rich, maybe that and you're thinking about inheritance, then that's where this topic would come up. But over the past probably half decade, I've just, my eyes have been opened to realize that that couldn't be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. And we all have a need for this um, service. So in general, there are four important things to think about when you're thinking about life insurance, um, first is the insured, which is Mm -hmm. just the person, uh, for whom a policy will be in place. And when they die, uh, a death benefit will be paid out based on that insured. So the first thing is insured. The second thing you can think of is the death benefit, which is just simply the amount that a company is going to pay Mm -hmm. upon the passing of the insured. Um, so, we've got a person that's passed away, or let's say that's transitioned. Mm-hmm. We've got an amount that's being dispersed. Well, we gotta know who's gonna get it. So, the beneficiary is the recipient of that death benefit. And then finally, nothing in life's free. So, the premium is what you actually have to pay in order to have this arrangement to stay active. So, those are the four important things. And a lot of us get, um, actually, most Americans get their coverage through their employer. But unfortunately, that often ends up being nowhere near enough.
1: Yeah, I was going to just say that. I think that's another big myth is that people assume, well, I have life insurance through my job, but they don't really know what's in the policy. They don't know much about it at all. They just assume and it may not be enough coverage at all. How do you even determine how much coverage you should have?
0: Yeah, uh, there are two things wrapped into that question the first is uh on the job piece i was just reading a wall street journal article yesterday and even though it doesn't seem this way the average tenure at a job is about the same as it was in the 70s now the reasons why people stay or leave have changed a lot um but it's about four years so a simple question that someone could ask themselves if they're like you know i'm good with my job's coverage are you going to work at that company for the rest of your life? The statistics overwhelmingly say no. And if you do leave, then your life insurance policy goes with you. And, so, um, and by goes with you, I mean it leaves the same way you leave. <laughs> you will not get to keep it. It's going to say goodbye the same way you say goodbye. And so the first thing is just not having conditional coverage is huge. You want that peace of mind, no matter where you're working, if you get laid off, if you're unemployed, if you decide to venture on your own, you want coverage. Um, now, on the second piece of how much coverage, we've got two options. If you if you like simple, if you like easy, then just remembering uh, ten times your annual income is a great rule of thumb. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars, add a zero onto that, a million dollars of coverage, right? Um, the more procedural and you could adjust it depending on your situation. A way to figure it out is the dime method. So that's D-I-M-E. And this represents, uh, you're just gonna add up, what are Mm -hmm. your current debts? Excluding your mortgage, what are all of your non-mortgage debts? So this is credit card, this is personal loans, things like that. Um, What is the income that you make times the number of years that you would like to be able to pass this on to a beneficiary? So let's say in that example, you're making 100K, but your kids are five years out from being on their own. Maybe you just want five years times the 100K. So that would be the line for the I in this dime method. Uh, The M is what's the outstanding amount on your mortgage. So if you were to pass away, um, your family or whomever it is that you would bequeath this home to now can stay in the home and they don't have to scramble to worry about making mortgage payments. Um, And then finally... The E is for education. And so assuming either you or maybe your um, children or maybe your nieces or nephews or grandchildren, Mm -hmm. whomever it is, uh, if you wanted to allocate an amount of money for them to pay for advanced education or for schooling, that would be the last line to add up. Add all of that up and then you'll get what your total is. The same way if you just put a zero on the end of your salary, you'll get a good starting place. So those are the two ways that we think about how to estimate what would be a sufficient amount of coverage.
1: You know, I've never heard anyone break down the dime method. This is the first time I've actually heard that. And it's interesting, too, because it instantly made me think of, you know, if you're paying down your mortgage, that number is kind of is always decreasing, hopefully. If you refinance, maybe it'll (laughs) increase. If you do a cash out, refi or something. But it just really drives home the point that this is something you should take a look at Not every 10 or 15 or 20 years because every it seems like, at least for my friends and I, we are moving more than we used to do back in the day, right? We're buying Mm -hmm. and selling properties. We're moving across country. We're taking different jobs or starting businesses, all these different gigs. How often do you think someone should even, like, reassess and look at it? Because I think sometimes we don't think about it until someone dies, but there's so many other instances where you should be reassessing how much you really need.
0: Right. And so I'd say that, um, every few years, no more than every five, but probably don't really need to more than every couple. Uh, you'll want to assess a couple of things. You want to assess how much coverage is sufficient. Mm -hmm. You'll also want to assess not just the coverage from your immediate, um, let's say mortgage or your income and how that changes. But also you'll likely want to just think about the beneficiary piece. One Maybe, of the yes, most arresting <laughs> questions that we can ask and it can, it can put like a, a, a chill on, on some people um, is if you simply ask, when's the last time you updated your beneficiaries? And that's not meant to stress them out. It's like a serious question. It's like, mm-hmm. when's the last time you did that? And that brings up thoughts of, our own mortality, but also it's just such a good question because for instance, I actually am most motivated. Um, when I do the, you know, years of income or even the education, I don't yet, um, have a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I are looking forward to that day, but until then I do have a bunch of nieces and I also have a mom that I love dearly. So I actually think less about the, um, removing burdens piece of life insurance and more of the providing blessings piece. Mm. So, what would I spend my money on if I were still here? And my mom, and it it, it was pretty, um, pretty heavy. She just you know looked at me, teary eyed, and was like, "Did I make the right decisions taking the jobs that I did as a single mom? Because um, now I'm not as you know prepared for retirement as I should be." And I was like, "Mom, you you bet on me." I got you, I got us, I've got siblings, we've got you. And so I actually think of my future earning potential, a large part of it as my mom's retirement. I want, I'm old school, I wanna have her live live in with us, you know, like they used to do in the back days. And so I really am motivated by that. And every birthday, I actually give, um, I contribute to my niece's college funds. Those are things that I couldn't do if I weren't here. And so even if I stay in the same place, I don't have a child, if my brother does, if my sister does, that that's another person that I would love to be able to provide for down the road. So that's another, I'd say, element of how to think about life insurance is how would you want your um, will to be mm-hmm. um, made to come to fruition if you weren't here? And life insurance is a fabulous vehicle to make that happen.
1: You know, this is definitely something that I started to think about when my mom was around 63, 64 and just realizing, on my mom's side, there's just the two of us, and I would be the mm-hmm. one, and I am the one who really um, now that she's turning seventy two, she's probably be like, "Why do you tell all my business on this podcast?" <laughs> we both do. Um, it's just how it is. But but I bought a piece of property in California, um, and and thankfully my mom is able to live there, and I want to see her be able to spend the rest of her days there without any worry, you know, of rent or. Right real estate taxes or any of that. But the reality is if something happened to me, my mom and my brother probably would not be able to just sustain um, all the things that I cover. And so I'm really like, I'm really grateful that you even mentioned that because when Mm -hmm. I was first thinking about it, it was always about just my daughter, you know, like preparing for you know, someone had to take care of her in case of the demise of both she, or her father and I um, right. or helping her go to college, buy her first house, like all those things. But the reality is outside of just my daughter, when you're in that sandwich generation and you're yeah. not only taking care of the people coming after you, but the people who came before you, it is definitely something to consider. Because tomorrow's, you know, it's not promised. It's not guaranteed that we're going to yeah. outlive our parents but i do know in my community a lot of us do support our parents in some form or fashion so it's important to think about that
0: 100 um my uh my thoughts just immediately go to several of my friends where we just we try as best we can um to just uh have gratitude in everything we do um i mean from like first jobs out of school the salaries that we were accepting were just eye popping to our parents and our parents put in so much work to give us those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's not a repaying to be clear, because I couldn't do that, but it's simply a, you help make this possible. I look forward to you enjoying some of the fruits of your labor. And, um, if I were to pass away and I couldn't have that future for my, um, my mom, that would just be, devastating so part of my when's the last time you updated your beneficiaries is thinking about not like many people do as you said thinking about a kid it's thinking about actually my mom
1: yeah and the other people that you love and possibly even like charities or just things that you want to give to if you don't have nieces and nephews and children and all that there's still other ways that you can use it uh to be a blessing
0: hundred percent. If you were a troop leader of a Girl Scout division and you look forward to sponsoring a trip every week and or if you just your religious institution or maybe it's a school that you went to, maybe it's a shelter that you would often donate to. You can also think about life insurances. How would how can that help continue um, impacting the people or the communities that I would want to impact when I'm not able to anymore?
1: This week's episode is sponsored by Ethos Life. To redefine wealth, it's so important that we protect what matters most. As a purpose chaser, I know you believe in the power of life insurance, but you don't always feel like you have enough time in your full life to stop and figure it all out, and I get it. Traditional life insurance has been historically confusing, expensive, and time-consuming, but Ethos focuses on creating a seamless customer experience with a 100% online application process. By eliminating medical exams and blood tests, Ethos is able to cover people in minutes instead of weeks. You just answer a few health questions online. The application is fast. You can get a quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and in most cases, get coverage in the same day. To learn more about Ethos and get your free life insurance quote, visit patricewashington.com ethos. That's patricewashington.com ethos. So one of the ways we've been talking about this, though, Marty, is in terms of, you know, the inevitable demise that we're all going to see at some point. But isn't that one of the misconceptions that life insurance is only in preparation for someone's death? But there's so many other ways that you can leverage life insurance. Can you talk about that?
0: Yes. So um, life insurance, the most I'd say probably the most immediate um, way that you can think about, like the the simplest Form of life insurance. If you think about term life versus whole life, Mm -hmm. term life is I would like to have this amount of um, death benefit for this period of time. And people tend to have their uh, highest years of consumption, like how much they spend the most is in their 40s. And then their highest years of earning is in their 50s. Uh, And you can think about why the spending would be high. You've got children, maybe you've got children going to school. Mm -hmm. And so term life is a great fit for just replacing income or or lifestyle needs, if you weren't there, Uh, whole life is actually um, good for the entire duration of your life. And what that's often used for is for what many people would call final expense. So at the time that there are um, all of those expenses that no one wants to have to encounter, but they do when someone is transitioning. So there's, Uh, burial fees and home Mm going services but another use of, of life insurance can be the accumulation of a cash value so basically you have this death benefit that you will well your beneficiaries will have access to down the road but as you live longer and as that promise is still intact because you've been keeping your policy active it becomes a financial vehicle of sorts so life insurance can certainly be something that is just focused on if I pass away, what happens. It also can be another financial product because the, um, and a tool for wealth transfer actually, because the death benefit often isn't taxable. So it's a way of often um, making sure that the resources or the means that you would like to be able to give to the next generation, they receive, even if you don't have an untimely death.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always had a mix of both personally. Um, and I will say this, you know, many people know that when this podcast began or before the podcast began, when this whole journey began, it was because I lost everything in the recession, the, the great recession of uh, 2008, 2009. And I was a real estate and mortgage broker, um, at the time and, you know, coming straight out of college, Marty, I did very well. I yeah. learned a little bit about life insurance. I didn't go deeply into it. Real estate was my bag, but um, you know, I had over a million dollars in policy. I was healthy, young, like all this stuff. Yeah. And then when everything hit the fan, one of the things that I let lapse was my life insurance. I didn't, oh. I didn't pay the policies. I was like trying to get money to feed my daughter. I was literally scraping up change from seven figures mm-hmm. to scraping up change. And it was about a year and a half or two that I didn't have a policy. And I remember talking to a life insurance um, agent at the time and just them walking me through like the difference between the policies I once had versus what I could start with. And I think sometimes we're so intimidated. um, I think I started at the time it had to be, maybe it was um, Mm $50,000 back then in like 2009 ish, 2010. But It was a term policy. It was like $50,000. And it was like, just thank goodness, I just wanted to have something. And I just share that to say, it doesn't matter where we are in the journey. What I love about this is that there's something for everyone. Like, no matter where you are, when you really um, think about the beneficiaries, what your goals are, what what you want to be able to do in the event of an untimely demise or or a timely demise, <laughs> like just yeah. in the event of demise, um, it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as we think. Because even when you gave the the uh, scenario of if your income is a hundred thousand, you need a million dollar policy, right? Those are great rules of thumb, but also some of us just need to start.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's thing- real.
1: The thing that I hear from some of my more mature clients are, I wish I would have started in my 20s. I wish, because when you're in 20s, you think you're invincible. But we <laughs> all will come to this point, right? And the sooner you start, is it not better?
0: Yeah, uh, it is certainly a fact that um, somehow none of us are getting any younger. And the uh, price of coverage will simply increase as you get older, because it's just a reality that you're getting a little closer to that that transition. And so, as an example, um, for a 35 year old healthy non smoking woman uh, with Ethos, she can get a half a million dollars of coverage for less than twenty dollars a month. If she tried to do that, you know, 20 years down the road, that's just not going to be the same math. And so. The prices will increase over time. And so it's a it's a wonderful invitation to just think no matter what age you are, that this is a good option to be able to have uh, now. So let's secure this optionality now. Of course, you'll want to make sure that it's a situation that's right for your finances. And you definitely don't want to end up overextending where you get a policy that you can't particularly afford, because if that does lapse and then you want to start a new one, let's say eight years later, then You're starting from scratch. You're starting at a new price. So you want to be thoughtful at the price level. But that's also one of the things that um, ethos is so set on is making it more accessible, more understandable, but also more transparent. So you can just see what's the math, what are the numbers, and then you won't have to get caught by surprise down the road.
1: I mean, on that point, though, Marty, the other thing that you said earlier is I think ethos doesn't necessarily require all the medical stuff, all the blood work. Cause I, I find that even when you tell people that life insurance is important, they're like, but it's going to take so long. It's going to be so much. It's going to take months to get. And ethos is also doing a lot with that as well.
0: hundred percent. Um, the life insurance, getting life insurance from the average life insurance company is awful. <laughs> it often requires, um, a blood draw, a urine sample, it might take, you know, eight to 10 weeks to get a no after going through all of that. So I'd certainly say that people aren't wrong in thinking or feeling the um, avoidance, the pressure of having to get yourself over all those hurdles is real. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to work at a company like Ethos, because we've replaced the process I just described with a 10 minute completely online application, no medical exams, uh, just you're answering health and lifestyle questions. And we've, we're really a tech company that is targeting many of the inefficiencies in life insurance. So we're using over 300,000 data points to help give you coverage and over 90% of people get a policy. So it's literally instant coverage.
1: I love that. I've been on the website, and I love the pricing tool, first of all. Like, yeah. so you can you can know your budget and go in there with a plan, too, about what you're willing to contribute, where you are. So, like you said, you're not over-leveraged. And you'll right. know the same day. So, full transparency, I started my application, right? I, I already know all my stuff. And I ended up needing to take a bunch of calls, and an Ethos agent called me, like, <laughs> I don't know if twenty minutes had passed by. Called and they just like finished up the process with me. So yeah, yeah. I I love the customer service was great. The follow up was great, like all of the stuff. But that pricing tool, I think, is such a game changer. And the fact that because, like I said, I had all these policies back in the day. Right. I remember it's not just taking blood and you know during the urine sample you have to schedule it. Yep. So so beyond that, I was the person. Let me just tell my own business. I was the person that would get so busy that I would reschedule and reschedule. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, we need to send someone on Friday at eight. But then I'd have to travel or something, cancel. So it easily turned in to several weeks just mm-hmm. to do the initiation right mm-hmm. before we really got to see if I was going to be approved or not. And I remember those days and I'm glad that in the year of 2023, there are <laughs> that there are other options. That's real because yeah. that I really see it as a barrier for so many of us that, you know, our lives today are just more convenient than they've been in the past. And I think in all of these industries, if you don't find a way to make it convenient for people, it just becomes another thing that they don't do.
0: But this is exactly. too important not to. And uh, one, one thought that comes to mind, I'm just imagining having to reschedule five, six, seven times. Then when you finally do get to the doctor and they take your blood pressure, it's probably gonna be higher than normal because you're stressed. <laughs> and then You don't get the coverage you need. It's just a snowball. And so
1: yeah.
0: uh, one other thing I did wanna add though is we also, with most policies, we also include free um, estate planning tools. So this is for writing your will, for setting up a trust, for advanced medical directives if, let's say, you're incapacitated and you can't make decisions, uh, tools to help you plan for what would you want to happen. And so most of these things are um, often even further down the list of what people don't want to do, and we make it easy. And with almost all policies, you get that opportunity for free to be able to use these tools and whip them up.
1: I don't know if you saw me make a face, but it was when you said free. Because I know personally, after, you know, going to an estate planning attorney, I've paid several thousand dollars yeah. to literally drop the same documents that you guys are willing to offer with life insurance.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not cheap, but it's real um, since, you know, as we as we've been sharing some personal stories that our moms will get on us about. I got one more for you. Um, my uh, grandma. She's from a smaller town in South Carolina, and her father actually passed away. So that would have been my um, great grandfather. He actually passed away when my grandma was was younger. She was in her 20s, but she already had three children. And with that uh, passing, he fortunately had life insurance. And so with that life insurance policy, my grandma literally changed the trajectory of my whole family's uh, lives. She bought a home in a predominantly white American neighborhood in Columbia, South Carolina, which enabled my mom and her siblings to go to better schools. So my mom tells me about her first year of integration and being in a school where for the first time you know, we have different races that are able to co-educate. She went on to college. My mom's a, um, a registered nurse. She sent me to Yale for undergrad and Stanford for business school. And so that's a wonderful set of experiences that I have to think why life insurance can impact future generations. Yeah. There's one but. Uh, my great grandfather, so my grandma's father didn't actually have a will for his other assets that were passed along life insurance you named the beneficiary so it was it was uncontested but still to this day and this is probably 60 years later there's still family quarrels over the splitting of some of his assets because it wasn't actually documented and unfortunately that can just be a difficult rift in families when the last thing they need is more pain Mm. so it's It's not enough to just have a life insurance policy. You wanna actually take the moment and think through what would you want life for your loved ones to look like uh, in your passing.
1: Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that deep yearning inside? It's like a whisper in your soul telling you that there is more to how you are living today. There's more than just climbing the corporate ladder and being content. There's more than how we've been taught to pursue wealth and financial success. There's more than just the good title and the house and the cars, there's more. I believe that there's a world of infinite possibilities waiting for you. And I want to invite you to join me in Atlanta, Georgia from October 6th through 8th for Redefining Wealth Live where our theme is, Meant for More. This three-day experience is intended to help you get off autopilot, discover your deepest desires and authentically manifest your dreams. I'm talking about transformational teachings, transformational connections, and transformational experiences that will help you create greater harmony, peace, and joy as you pursue professional pursuits, but do it with your desires in mind. This inaugural event is themed meant for more because I truly believe that you were born on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. Do not let fear or doubt hold you back from getting in this room, even if you have to come alone. Secure your seat at Redefining Wealth Live by visiting redefiningwealthlive.com. That's redefiningwealthlive.com. You, Purpose Chaser, are meant for more, and I can't wait to guide you on this remarkable journey of true internal and external transformation. I'll see you in Atlanta. Oh my gosh. You know, it makes me think of the fact that even with my own um, estate planning, the gentleman, the attorney that I used, passed away during the the um, pandemic. And so heading oh, into yeah. my separation and divorce, when I reached out to start to, you know, change things over, I mm-hmm. could not get anyone in his office to help. Like this man, they were like admin people, but he was the keeper right. and the knower of all the things. And... It have been a pain for months trying to get to them. And so I also see the beauty in you know, using a service like this where you can go in and make the updates and do what you need to do
0: right. right. You're not back and forth, you're not to tag along catching someone. It's a lot like a turbotax type experience where you're just the software's there. it's It's animated. It's got things to make it really digestible and not mm-hmm. super legalese and hard to understand. And you can do exactly what you said. Same with Ethos policies since we do no paperwork ever. If you need to change your payment type, if you need to download your docs, it's all phone, tablet, laptop, desktop, you can access it.
1: Wow. That is so good. I'm a little salty. I I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, rest in peace, but also I spent several thousand dollars yeah. on my estate plan and then couldn't change anything. Like, yeah, that's and tough yeah that's very frustrating and so uh, i still can't believe that this is free with with many of the policies i think i would get the policy just to get the, estate plan. <laughs> just get the estate plan
0: yeah i mean it's uh it's actually consequence or a product i should say of just talking to a lot of policyholders like the whole goal is to just democratize getting life insurance making it a lot easier and when we spoke to enough people we realized it's something that's woefully needed and not well understood And it also seems like something that only the richest of the rich have or need. But if you don't have a trust, for instance, um, even if you have a will, but you don't have a trust, then your goods, your your assets, are going to have to go through a probate court, which is you know nine to eighteen months on average, and it's public, by the way. So all your laundry is going to get aired out. Instead, you can just knock it out with a policy that, with a document that comes with your policy, and it's all you have to do is. Go through, fill it out, get it notarized. And it's as official as, uh, unfortunately, the multiple thousands of dollars experience that you had to go through.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, there's one thing that you said earlier. And before we just close out, I just have to come back to it because I feel in my spirit when you mentioned um, pre-existing conditions. Mm hmm. I think that so many people have pre-existing conditions and it is probably the thing that keeps them from even pursuing a mm. life insurance policy or thinking that they can for one thing or another. Oh, I have asthma. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. Um if there's no medical exams and no blood work, how like how does that work that you can still possibly be covered even with a pre-existing condition?
0: Yeah, that's one of the biggest um, opportunities that we saw in terms of just gaps in the market. uh, That the most common, let's say, buyers of life insurance are the healthy and wealthy because they're the easiest and the cheapest to cover. So if you can get them and you can uh, not have to spend a lot and you make a lot of money in the process. But largely, since we're able to be so um, technically technologically powered, we're able to cut out a lot of cost, So we're able to provide products that are um, not just, you know, bad business for our carriers that we work with that make these policies. So to your point about it seeming like a lot of people have conditions, some estimates say that um, about half of Americans under 65 have a pre-existing condition. So it's, it's, might not even be called a pre-existing condition. If you don't have it, maybe you're the one that has a, a non-condition. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a fact of life. So a lot of people are dealing with that. And rather than just not cover a broad swath of the population, we really lean into what are the ways that we can use all of the existing data from both public and non-public data sources to accurately price your risk that's ultimately what you know insurance of any kind life car home comes down to what's the risk of something happening and uh how does which bucket do you fit into and so for our products if you're not uh, the healthiest and the core term up to two million dollars of term won't uh you won't qualify for that we've got other products uh some that are what we call simplified issue So it's basically just looking at really the last like five years of major medical events. Mm -hmm. So barring things like heart attack, cancer, stroke, then we've got products with really high face values, over half a million dollars that you could qualify for. And then let's say it's, you've had significant uh, health complications, then that guaranteed acceptance product is there to make sure that you're able to get exactly what we described earlier, you're able to get something. You're able to have Mm -hmm. some peace of mind, You're able to have some simplicity and ease and not have to go through the way the old world would require you to get life insurance, which is just a pain. I'm glad, I'm thankful that 2023 is here and it's not, you know, 1993, where you got to fill out all those forms and make all those appointments and do all the things that really had to do as of recently as just 10 years ago, or maybe still today, if you're using another carrier or another provider that doesn't really lean into what technology has made possible.
1: Oh, this is so good. This is so good. I mean, for those of you who are listening, Purpose Chasers, if you've never gotten life insurance, never thought about it, it was too convoluted. You didn't think it was for you. I hope that you learned something today that helps you understand that it is for you. It can be for you. And then for those of you like me, the more mature, I consider myself to be amongst the more mature, Marty, um, the old girl. I was going to say, can I be
0: in the more mature? I want to be in that I don't think
1: so. I don't think so. Um, For the more mature, those of us who have been through all the things, the arranging the appointments, the blood work, the urine samples, the back and forth and all the things and we're just like, this is too much and I know I should revisit this. Some of you heard this today and you're like, I haven't thought about what was in that life insurance policy, who the beneficiary is like what the death benefit is in 10, 15, 20, 25 years. This was your wake up call. This was your wake up call to check out these policies to see if you still have a policy in effect. Cause if you got I'm a 20 year term policy, 23 years ago, you were out. If you got it 20 years and two days ago, it's done. And you're not covered. If you've moved jobs. That life insurance policy stayed there with them. You don't yeah. have it anymore. Like, these are conversations that we have to start to have. And I really do hope that um, Marty and I have kind of piqued something, piqued your interest a little bit. And if you want to use the pricing tool with Ethos to check it out, you can go to patricewashington.com ethos. That's patricewashington.com slash ethos. Marty is so quick. It's so intuitive. So it's it's super easy, super friendly. It's not intimidating at all. Nope. It's fast. You'll yep. get what policies you qualify for. You can do a comparison. I'm telling you, I went through the whole thing. And I stopped just to take a call. And that representative was like, hello, this is your life insurance agent with Ethos. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's finish then. Thank you so much for calling. They were on top of it. And not in an aggressive or pushy way. It felt very helpful. It just felt like, hey, like, do you have any questions? How can I support you? I was here for it. I I really enjoyed the experience, and it was quick, fast, and easy. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, one, one note on that. The reason why we call is because the last thing we would want you or your family burdened with is you got distracted by a call, probably an important work call. And then if something were to happen to you, you... And your family didn't get what you wanted simply because, uh, you know, 10 minute distraction took you away from something that could be life changing. Just imagine if my great grandfather had a call to come up and he didn't finish the policy that uh, he did get that ultimately put my family's trajectory in motion and allowed me to also pay off my mom's house for her 60th birthday, which was probably more fulfilling for me than it was for her. Uh, So that's why that sense of urgency is just meant because the stakes are high and we'd love for you to be able to go back to living your life, but in peace and with the comfort of knowing that you've done something that those in the mature crowd need to make sure they've gotten taken care of.
1: (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. I love the way you put that. Marty, thank you so much. What I want to do is probably get some questions from the audience and bring you back to just support us in this because I really do feel like it's it's too important to not right. talk about. And while I love all the mindset and the holistic, and some people might call me woo woo, um, I love also <laughs> the very the practical nitty gritty stuff as well. And so on this season and uh, and some of the episodes that we have coming up for the rest of the year, I think we should talk about it again, just like really focus on maybe some of the key myths and key points and just really break it all down. So we can just support purpose chasers and making sure that while we out here chasing purpose, that we are protected and our families are protected. And like you shared about your grandfather, like, I mean, your great grandfather, this is Mm -hmm. generations that have been blessed because of one man's decision. And I want to be, the one woman in my family who does that for generations behind and forward, because if something happens to me again, I still have a mom that I want to be taken care of. And I also have a daughter and one day, hopefully she'll have children and nieces and nephews. It's not just about me, like me leaving this earth will impact more than just my daughter. And I want to make sure that that's, that's covered. So I appreciate you guys.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It has been my absolute pleasure. I would love any invitation now, soon in the distant future that I can have to speak with you. It's been wonderful. Great talking with you. And uh, I look forward to jamming some more in the future.
1: Let's do it. All right, you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It helps other purpose chasers find us. They are out there in the wilderness looking for a wonderful community to talk about um, a more holistic approach to wealth so please please rate review and share the podcast again if you want to use uh the pricing tool for ethos please go to patrice slash ethos that's patrice slash ethos and until next week i want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money we'll talk to you later